When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Her Hoop Stats fans. Welcome to another episode of the Her Hoop Stats Unplugged podcast. Happy Friday. We hope you've all enjoyed the first week of the WNBA season. I know I have been super excited to have basketball back on the TV for the first time in, what, four months now. Um, we're basically a full week into the season now, which is crazy. Lots to keep up with, with three games a night. I think pretty much all of our predictions and things we said about teams on last week's Unplugged are basically wrong at this point. But hey, at least it's been interesting. It's been fun to watch, uh, been surprising. So we should be in for a good season for the next little over a month that we have until the playoffs. As always, you're here today with Megan Gower, and then I'm joined today by Aaron Barzillet. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? I am doing well, and thanks again for uh, completely pronouncing your name. I was a little unclear whether it was maybe Megan Gower or some other creative uh, pronunciation. <laughs> I was uh, wondering, what is the weirdest uh, way that you've uh, ever heard your name pronounced by someone? I have heard Megan a few times, which I like never understand. I'm like, there's one E, but whatever. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I've heard a lot of variations of Gower. I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but just odd pronunciations. But yeah, I'm not a WNBA player, so I don't have to worry about my name being mispronounced on TV every day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, not that my name comes up on TV, but I definitely, but yeah, no, it's tough. I, I mean, we're sort of um, rough being worked off maybe uh, throughout the uh, WNBA, whether on the announcing side or, uh, you know, even really the stats. I've been kind of digging into that with some of the technical work I've been doing as we're setting up to put WNBA stats on the site. And definitely have been some challenges with the uh, scoring, uh, as I think has been a lot of people noted on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess some kinks getting worked out, probably new sets of staff and everything with the wobble. So hopefully things will work themselves out. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job in general of working everything out. It seems like people are much heavier with happier with the housing situation. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm confident it's going to work out. I'm often naively optimistic about these things, perhaps too naive. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, I think that people will um, get it right. And, you know, as much as it's an issue about, um, you know, making sure everybody's name is getting pronounced correctly, I do 
still think that the announcers, broadly speaking, are doing a good job and they way better at it than, say, you or I. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't think I'm qualified to be doing play-by-play ever, but <laughs> I mean, the ESPN team has obviously been awesome, <laughs> as they always are, but yeah, <laughs> everyone I think is doing their best. It's an odd situation, I'm sure, trying to figure out how to call games on a live stream versus in person, so... Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, been exciting for today. The um, little bit of an NWSL theme, uh, if that works for you. Did you watch the championship game? Because that was on Saturday at twelve thirty, right? Or twelve thirty Eastern. Yeah, so it overlapped with the W game. So I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch part of it, and then I watched most of the semifinals and such. So I didn't catch the whole championship. Yeah, you were watching the whole tournament or whatever it was right i guess that's what you call it so my here's my question for you there was a lot of talk with the nba starting up tonight about whether the nba season or champion was going to have an asterisk on it and so i was sort of wondering about it now that you've experienced the nwsl championship like sort of do you view it as a typical championship and what do you think that means for what you're going to think about the question i really have which is what do you think you're going to think about the WNBA champion at the end of this season i mean it's obviously not a normal situation or a normal championship, but I don't think there's an asterisk. We didn't put an asterisk on Washington's title when Subert and Stewie got injured last year. Like, I don't see how it's any different that, you know, these player teams are missing two players. Like, yeah, it's a weird situation is why they're missing a few players here and there or whatever. But, um, I mean, you don't do it with injuries, so why would you do it in this situation? I don't think it makes a difference. I think whoever wins it wins it. It's the same situation. It's a different season, I guess, but it's uh, – yeah, I don't think there's an asterisk. Yeah, I'm thinking that as well. I was starting to wonder whether I was going to think that before the game started, especially with um, Elena Deladon out, uh, John Quill Jones, right? Like two, two of the best players <laughs> in the game. But, you know, now that the season is here and we've been watching, yeah, it just sort of feels, you know, it's sort of an unusual injury, but it, but it feels a little bit like they're all just out um, on an injury, for an injury kind of thing. And so that you know, makes me feel like when we're going to look back, we'll kind of remember it was a crazy year, but just like you said, we can think about crazy years in sports uh, for all kinds of teams. I mean, really are the mystics this year. I mean, I guess I think they're kind of missing more people than the storm were um, last year, but then again, like they weren't really missing more than say the golden state warriors were uh, when they lost to Toronto mm-hmm. and um, that's legit. So, so that, that's kind of where I am, but I was curious, you know, going through following the NWSL, I, uh, in fact, do not really follow uh, men's or women's soccer. Uh, I was wondering, uh, you know, that sort of informed your judgment for this. Yeah, I feel like the NWSL is also a different situation, right? Because it was just like a one-month-long tournament. It wasn't a real season. I mean, they usually play a full season and then have playoffs where they just played like a kind of World Cup-style like group stage and then straight into a tournament. So, right. I mean, they're seating in this you know, the tournament for the playoff version was based on like, three or four games so I mean yes that gets takes a grain of salt right like I mean North Carolina was still over one but like Portland is probably not a number like eight seed and if you play a f- full season but um so that makes it different but I don't think it like there's any asterisk next to Houston winning it like they won the tournament fair and square it doesn't matter what national team players were out or whatever they still want it um so to me, yeah, no asterisk there. It's a different situation there because it was just a tournament, not a full season. But I don't think that I put an asterisk there or on the W or the NBA or anything else that happens in terms of leagues playing this year. Yeah, I do think it's actually also good to like be able to play a full 
full strong word, but like a complete season, right? It's not interrupted like the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, Major League Baseball and the NFL. It's a little unclear how that's going to play out, uh, if it's going to play out in the case of Major League Baseball, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, there too, the, the non-interruption, the fact that it's looks like it's going to go start to finish and, uh, you know, shout out to the WNBA and the WPA and, you know, ESPN and everyone that's involved in kind of making it happen uh, makes me feel like even though it's an abbreviated season, you know, we're going to treat it like a normal champion. Yeah, it'll be extra exciting if the Mystics, uh, who I saw one earlier tonight, uh, can defend their champion. That'd be crazy. Yeah, definitely be crazy. I think we're going to get to it in a second. I'm slightly distracted here tonight because we're recording Thursday night and we've got, oh, just kidding, the clock was wrong. I thought there was 41 seconds left in the game, but they fixed the clock. There's actually eight minutes, so it's less exciting. <laughs> we can keep talking. Okay. Uh, but this guy in Minnesota exactly. are playing right now and it's been a good game, so people are listening to this and didn't watch it go watch it on league plus it's worth watching yeah but the thing is there's like i mean do you catch up on tonight's games or do you watch i mean they're coming fast oh, and furious right so i am definitely uh a little bit exhausted having trouble keeping up like the people that are able to watch just about every game if not every game uh you know live or on tape it's just amazing because you know three full basketball games a day is a lot to watch you know just like playing them uh, is, is as well yeah, definitely. I like went into the season being like, oh, I like don't want to pay for CBS Sports Network. I'm not buying a streaming service. I'll just watch them on like League Pass after the fact in two days. And I was like, this is not sustainable. There's too many games. So I now have a streaming service. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a ton of basketball. Yeah, it's a ton of basketball. I've got Fios. I will say if they want to sponsor the podcast, more than happy to, to let them do that. <laughs> but so I've got uh, CBS Sportsnet in my package. So it's really easy for me to watch. I was a little confused uh, as I was trying to watch one on the phone. It was like not quite working right for a moment to uh, to get the stream on my phone. But uh, I got that all squared away. It's really amazing, right? ESPN and I think, was it CBS also or NBA TV added more games? So an incredible number of games are going to be on a nas- what I would call a national Mm-hmm. um channel right espn um nba espn nba tv cbs sports network and there's even like i believe a stray cbs game which i haven't really paid that much attention to yep. but i'll be intrigued to see how that works out and a handful of abc ones as well yeah i think i think it's only three it was only three at the beginning of the season i forget if they added any with the the new batch i mean obviously they're gonna have the playoffs i, I don't know maybe they wanted the playoffs if i call from last year but um but yeah so so that was one question i wanted to ask you uh that was sort of nwsl themed around the uh championship and whether or not an asterisk i'm glad that uh maybe it's not good radio but i think we both agree that uh that there shouldn't be for the future 2020 WNBA champion my other question is like what do you think it means that the championship game was against the opening of the w season as far as like ratings i'm a little like at some level like super excited about what seems to be a lot of energy for the WNBA on certainly my twitter feed Um, but i think you could see it a little more broadly Um, but then at the same time i wonder if it's going to be a little bit of a transient uh boost because uh just like there are WNBA games going on right now tonight is the first regular season games i guess or the NBA. So I think a lot of NBA people that were like paying attention to the WNBA for about a week for the season starts. And now they're going to be swimming in more games per day than the WNBA. And I did notice that there was a lot of NWSL tweeting 
on my timeline during most of the tournament, but I don't think I saw that much on Saturday. And uh, so I'm sort of wondering if we're going to see uh, uh, things die down a little bit now that the W, I mean, the NBA, and I think the NHL is also starting either tonight or this weekend as well. And baseball has too, right? Right, right. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot going on, right? If you're an overall sports fan, it's overwhelming for sure. I feel like if you just look at like the WNBA and the NWSL, that's pretty standard, right? Because they both have summer seasons typically, mm. so they typically overlap. Um, so, I mean, I guess your playoffs don't typically, yeah, the playoffs don't typically overlap. So, like, I guess that part was unfortunate that you had like again their finals in the middle of like opening yeah, day for like the, the WNBA. It's like two big yeah, events. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was unfortunate. I agree. But I saw the NWSL numbers on Saturday were great and the WNBA numbers on Saturday were great. So they probably would have been even better if they didn't overlap. Yes. But I still think like positive news in general. But yeah, I mean, it's hard with the NBA overlap, I think. I mean, even me, I'm like, I'm watching obviously mostly WNBA, but I am a Celtics fan. So it's like, all right, if the Celtics are playing tomorrow night and there's like, I'll just watch three screens because that's who I am. But like <laughs> people that are not crazy weird like me and are like watching four screens of basketball at once are probably like, all right, what do you watch? So you probably watch what's on national TV, which I think at least the games and none of the W games tomorrow night are on national TV. So there you go with what people are going to watch but I think if you put it out there people will watch it it's just a matter of being what's up against yeah I think that I mean I I uh I guess I'm cautiously optimistic about what the ratings are going to be the rest of the season yeah I was speaking to someone earlier this week and I won't name uh, who it was but they were sort of commenting on how at one level they were like really excited to see the viewership numbers from this weekend and you know that's something that we've been watching a lot about and we'll be tweeting about all season um but then they were sort of asking the question like hey like there's so much excitement why wasn't it an all-time record right it feels like an all-time high but but it wasn't and so you know there is you know the pessimist in me uh and mostly i'm optimistic right but when i'm going pessimistic uh you know it's sort of a question about you know is this really going to be sustainable and just how much additional interest is there. Um, I think there's no question that it's definitely gone up and we're definitely on the right trend and the key is going to be uh, the momentum. I think though, now that we're here, um, I think a lot of people had a chance to be introduced to the WNBA in that first weekend, which I think was really exciting. Um, I will have to say I was skeptical. I forgot if we talked about it the last time on our podcast about whether maybe it was a little rushed to get to that uh, July 25th opening day. It seemed like there were a lot of questions, a lot of things getting resolved very, very late. But, but um, you know, now that we're past that, I, I see the value in having had a chance to play at least one weekend um, before the NBA started. Because I think there are many different communities of people that are interested in basketball. Many of our listeners probably don't even watch the NBA, and so it doesn't affect them at all. But there are definitely some basketball fans, and I think there's some – growth opportunity in getting NBA uh, fans to follow the WNBA as well. I think it's a, one of the many natural ways to, to do that. Um, just like we saw WNBA fans follow the NWSL, um, you know, there's different, different affinities. And so um, I think I'm glad that uh, we saw the, the games and saw the interest that first weekend. I did not get an orange hoodie uh, mailed to me. I don't know <laughs> if you did, uh, but um, I was saying, though, isn't it a little weird that, like, the WNBA is, like, a league that plays in the summer, and yet their, like, number one item is a hoodie? It's, it strikes me as a lot. 
Yeah, I thought that was funny too. You saw pictures of people outside in a hoodie, and I was like, I mean, I think like Rebecca Lobo was one of them. I'm like, it is 90 degrees in Connecticut today. Yeah, so all the NBA players are in Florida too. The NBA players in Orlando. I don't. Did we see? I wasn't really watching that closely. Did we actually see many WNBA players in the WNBA hoodie? I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention to. I, I was. But I'm sure there were. There must have been, right? But I mean, all the pictures and all yeah. the marketing was around, uh, you know, non-WNBA players. Mm-hmm. Of but anyhow, so I think it, the ratings are going to settle down. The interest is going to settle down. And now we're going to be in this moment where um, it's going to get a little swamped by just everything that's going on in the world, sports uh, and beyond. But, um, you know, but nevertheless, I'm glad there was that uh, moment over the weekend and that, you know, it was actually I was trying to do a comparison of the ratings. I didn't realize how m- many games you know there are four abc and espn games this weekend i think there was one last year on opening weekend so that's that's exciting uh i'm a little hazy on that but i'm I'm pretty sure that was the number yeah no definitely exciting i mean i think there's a significant more or significantly higher number of games on national tv than there have been in the past and with the shorter season so i think that speaks volumes right because it's even less time and still more games on national tv even with everything going on so i feel like that is a big deal because right you're usually not competing with that nba as well and everything else that's back on so to get the time slots is good other than i'll be annoyed with nba tv for tonight because they cut this Lynx sky game from their lineup tonight with, and they're playing like nba re- reruns right now which is makes oh, no really? sense, I, but you know, anyway. I saw some tweets about that but I, didn't have a chan- <laughs> I saw a message somewhere in there but i didn't get a chance to see that yeah i don't really understand why they would have done that that makes yeah. no sense to me um given that the there's only two NBA games and they're on TNT. So like, exactly. So anyone that wants to watch the NBA is watching the actual games and then they could have been watching WNBA and live TV. My mom called me and she was like, what channel's Crystal on? Because we talk about UConn players, like they're part of the family. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I was like, well, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, <that laughs> Here's my like best login. <laughs> yeah, NBA TV ratings are very, very low for non-game yeah. uh, stuff. So uh, that's a little bit of an unfortunate decision there, but we'll see. Maybe, I mean, I, what I will say, right, I hope everybody, I mean, the people that are are listening to us are probably watching uh, tons of games anyhow, but I do think it's really important um, for us all to proactively watch the games, or at least the people that are in the Nielsen households to uh, to watch, to just kind of, you know, I think the more we watch, the more we'll get, right? I think it's a positive, it can be um, a positive reinforcing cycle. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think the games have been interesting so far. I mean, if we want to talk about that one earlier today, it was shocking. I actually didn't have it on because I was working and then someone texted me and I looked at the score. It's like Washington is beating Seattle by how much? I mean, it's really the most surprising result of the season, I think, right? So Mm -hmm. far. Yeah, I would say most surprising result of the season for sure. Other than I guess you got to throw the Indiana beating Phoenix this weekend or maybe I was going to look before this at my preseason power rankings. I have been uh, a little bit concerned about Phoenix all along the way. I wanted to see how it was going to play out. So I was never super optimistic okay. on them, but certainly I think I probably had them six and then maybe Washington seventh and uh, Connecticut eighth, I want to say. Um, I might have even had Connecticut seventh and Washington eighth. Um, so like, it's a little surprising that Phoenix, uh, lost to Indiana, but, um, you know, but that kind of thing happens. Uh, you know, I think Indiana can be, uh, a decent team. It'll be interesting to see the competition for the final playoff spot. Uh, you know, it's obviously super early, but Washington, yeah. uh, you know, there was, 
you know, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Gabe and Christy uh, on the podcast uh, earlier this week. They were talking a lot of mystics because we're going to talk a little mystics now. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, I was still a little skeptical even after their second win, just because. Um, oh wait, now I'm blanking on who they beat, and I don't have it in front of me. But like, you know, they definitely were better than I. They beat the Sun, right? And then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but they didn't have a, you know, a signature yeah. win. That was the second one. Like, yeah, that was the second one was they beat the Sun. Yeah. And the first game was Indiana, I think, that they it beat. might have been, by... right? So, yeah. um, you know, so like it was good that they were playing well, but, you know, it wasn't anything like the caliber of this data point that we got today mm-hmm. uh, in beating Seattle. So I had been cautious. You know, I think I did not really dramatically, as I said, change my um, power ranking vote from the preseason week one because we really only had one game so like you shouldn't be swinging your opinions that far after just one game right um you know eric lachina robinson was tweeting about ariel powers uh, getting the max after uh the game mm-hmm. uh, i guess this weekend right or no was that on tuesday mm-hmm. it's all a blur as my wife says it's blurs yep. day <laughs> but uh the previous game um you know i i think i'm not sure she had double digits today right so I definitely, it's all still small sample size, but this third, you know, at one level, they're unde- they could go undefeated this season. Of course, they're on a three-game winning streak, so uh, that definitely happens uh, from time to time, and they could unfortunately still go on a three-game losing streak and be back by Lander, but I think there's no question that they're better than I expected. My shine down is clearly better than I expected, and, uh, you know, I'm a little surprised that Emma, playoff Emma, is... Uh, you know, not dominating, right? Like, I, it's going to be hard for them to be this good if she's not their best player, I kind of think. But, um, yeah. you know, it's impressive what they're doing. And as uh, Christy Winter-Scott said, right, they've still got Coach Tebow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been very impressed with them. I think I'm hesitant to, like, think they're so much better than we thought. Then maybe there's just, like, I mean, I have to come less – impressed with Seattle if that makes sense like I feel like Seattle's underperforming a little bit from what I expected them to so I feel like that was part of today but the Mystics are definitely also overperforming what I expected. Do you feel like Seattle's Um, underperformed over all three games or just tonight? Well they beat the Lynx right which I thought they played decently they've been turning the ball over a lot I mean that they like didn't look like they they didn't come out and dominate New York on opening day and I expected them to come wipe the floor with New York on opening day right like New York they're not good right now I mean they lost to Dallas by what like 20 points 30 points last night yeah that's what Um, I was gonna say and that was with Sabrina putting up like 30 so and Sabrina didn't have a great game against Seattle so part of me thinks that maybe Seattle's not as good though I'm like oh but they beat the Lynx so I'm like well maybe the Lynx just aren't that good but now I'm sitting here watching the Lynx are up 10 on Chicago which Chicago has looked good so basically nothing makes sense yeah you gotta finish recording this so I can uh before that game ends because I think I have Chicago even um after week the first game I still had Chicago as number one in my personal power ranking so let's uh let's make sure we finish recording before that game ends oh no wait wait, wait. (laughs) well there's only three minutes left so I don't know about that (laughs) I I lost track of time so um yeah no it's 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 wild right any given any given Sunday any given uh (laughs) any given 8 p.m eastern slot but uh, yeah, no, it is pretty. Uh, no, I, the wings did not. Did you say the? I think the wings were winning by a ton. The Liberty did um, close to uh, bring that game to within thirteen, I believe. So, um, but nevertheless, right? Like it wasn't like you didn't really have the feeling. I don't think like the uh, wings. 
you know, I mean, Sabrina was going off in that Liberty game. That was unbelievable. Um, I think I tweeted out at one point that she had like, I want to say 48% of the points that the, the Liberty had scored. So uh, just another impressive performance, but I fear that's going to be the future of the uh, Liberty. It'll be interesting to see their next game is against the dream uh, tomorrow night at seven Eastern. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they can get their first win uh of the, of the season uh the first win of sabrina's career and all those rookies career uh, and uh coach hopkins uh against the dream um but uh but courtney williams is back right so um but it's her first game so but nobody knows right that's the beauty of it all right that's why you play the games um but yeah it'll be pretty surprising if both washington and chicago i'm sorry both seattle and chicago lose tonight because i thought that um i was impressed by that uh, Chicago win over the, we haven't talked in a while, but over the weekend uh, against the Aces, that beautiful hammer play that uh, Richard, I think Richard Cohen highlighted, yeah, he highlighted it today in his uh, article, The W Dozen, which I would encourage everybody to uh, listen to, I thought, to read. I thought that was a really fun, fun article. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it's going to be a wide open season. I think there's, you know, what, a probably a group of four or five teams that are kind of contending for the championship probably yeah i guess so who are you putting in that group i would say chicago seattle Aces. washington i guess maybe i don't know <laughs> after this week maybe the washington but yeah aces i feel like people had phoenix in that group i think i'm taking phoenix out i of never that had group, that I, I don't know what's I never going had on in that group. sparks i think is the other natural oh one. yeah sparks but they've lost too, right? Who did, they lost to Chicago, to Chicago. Right, which is, again, right? I mean, not so bad, right? I felt yeah. that that Chicago Aces game, it's like a two-point uh, game to open mm-hmm. the season. So, like, they're about the same, right? They're both clearly in the top tier. Right. And, you know, I wouldn't think that uh, the number one team should be able to consistently beat the number, you know, even if they're the number four team right. uh, in the league by, you know, 20 points, right? Like, you'd expect it to be mm-hmm. a close game. Yeah. I don't think Chicago... LA was close, so I don't know. Everything's a jumble. There's too many games at once. But yeah, and some people are encyclopedic yeah. about remembering that. I absolutely not. am not. Uh, <laughs> so the the person that uh, uh, yeah, we could talk about that some other time. But uh, Rod Thorne, uh, NBA executive, was with the uh, 76ers when I was there. He was unbelievable about his ability to uh, just kind of remember like every play in a game and every play in a game from you know decades ago. So uh, I am definitely not that. Uh, not that person but i will say did you i do remember the end of that washington connecticut game uh and you are a sun fan so maybe we should uh talk about that what are you feeling about the sun right now yeah i mean i feel like them losing to washington was like i feel like there are two teams that in the beginning of the season i was like they're probably at a similar level considering where they were last year the changes in their roster so i don't think them losing to washington was shocking I was fairly surprised that they lost to Minnesota. As a Sun fan, I couldn't be that upset because I'm a bigger UConn fan, and it was like Crystal Dangerfield and Nafisa Collier down the stretch there for the Lynx, so it's hard to root against that. But um, I thought that was a surprising loss for them. I feel like maybe Minnesota's outperformed a little bit what people would have thought they would have been at. I mean, they're beating this guy right now. So it's like Cheryl Reeves a good coach. Yeah, it's, it's like the everyone's talking about the Mike Tebow effect. We've got the Cheryl Reeve effect as yeah. well. And maybe um, Marianne Stanley is the uh, most valuable player for the uh, <laughs> the the. Or no, I guess would that go the other way? But um, you know, she's another person that is missing from the Mystics lineup from last year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Connecticut, I think has some 
probably chemistry issues off the bat to start with. I mean, you've got a lot of new pieces there figuring out. I mean, you've got old pieces that didn't start last year that are starting and then new pieces as well with Bonner. So I think there's some figuring out to go figure some things to figure out there, but yeah, unimpressed with them to start. I think we'll see what they do against the Sparks tonight. So that'll be another data point once this comes out, but yeah, I mean, I do think it's easy to be down on them right now, but the reality is, is that they almost won that mystics game. They, you know, they had two layups at the end that they missed when they were, you know, effectively down three. I think the strategy would have been a little different if they had hit the first one um, because the Mystics, right, gave up a layup when they were down three at the end. But nevertheless, you know, you hit those two shots, you're going to win the game. And so, and then the other game, right, that was the one, I don't think it was the Mystics game that Bonner and Thomas scored, like, all the points, right? Which game was that? Do you remember? Uh, I think that... I think it was, oh, was the Mystics it? game. Um, okay. yep, yep. So, but, but I don't know that I believe that they're going to have to rely on them quite that much, right? Like if the rest of their team starts playing a little bit better, then that's going to be a big help. Right. I think Jasmine Thomas has struggled her shot a little bit in the first two games, and I don't see that being a you know, consistent problem for them. She'll figure that out, and that'll be a huge advantage for them. Um, and then I think I've been impressed with Brianna Jones at the center so far. Um, kind of a new role for her, but when she was against Emma on the Washington game, which is an interesting matchup, but I mean, her first game, she comes out, she's not a starting, or hasn't been a starting center for the Sun. Now all of a sudden it starts into a starting center role, and your first matchup is Sylvia Fowles. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty hard card to draw. So I think I've been impressed with her in terms of taking on that role so far. And what have you thought of Heidemann? I always love uh, watching her play. She's so fast really gets to the room yes yeah actually i thought that was a lot of fun in their opener as well against minnesota because you had a, quite a bit of crystal danger field minutes in the second half who was also such a fast point guard that the two of them kind of facing off both small fast point guards was a lot of fun to watch yeah. and i gotta say i feel like the quality of play has been you know really good i was a little concerned right because it was unclear i guess they were scrimmaging before the game started but you know, it still didn't feel like a normal preseason. It was all pretty mm-hmm. rushed, right, in terms of getting back in shape. So, but it seems like it's been relatively high quality. I guess there have been a lot of fouls <laughs> called in a few games. Yes. But, um, you know, the quality of the league's uh, play uh, has been uh, quite impressive. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think it's been, in general, really good quality play other than the mass amount of turnovers from Seattle. But um, there's been a lot. Of, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm sure they'll get it figured out. It is early. But, yeah, exactly. It's early. It but it's also not that early because I think it was Alexa tweeted like yesterday that if we're already like 9% yeah. through the season and I was like, it's been like five days out of more that. Than that right? it's, now it's yeah. 22. So it's more like, uh, yep. I would say it's what, 13 probably I'm, without doing the math. So yeah, um, yeah. no, it's, it's crazy. It's hard to keep up. But like I said, uh, even over the first weekend, like I just tried to resist the fear of missing out that I just knew I did not yeah. uh, have time to watch all have, six games. Yeah. Exactly. It's like six hours of basketball at night. I mean, especially with a day job, it's basically impossible. Yeah. yeah. So again, shout out to everybody that is uh, 
doing that. You know, my strategy is I try to make sure I'm watching one, you know, game a, a night. Sometimes I'll watch, you know, halves or quarters of multiple games, you know, depending on my scheduling and availability. But then, right, I'm always also trying to figure out how much time I should be watching versus, um, you know, working on the site as well. So uh, normally I try to watch as much as I can. But, uh, you know, since I have not met my goal of uh, adding stats, mm-hmm. WB stats yet and, and working frantically on that uh, behind the scenes, uh, trying to trade that off early in the season. That's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's hard to believe it's already Thursday. Uh, so for the people that are subscribed to our podcast, right, this is our third podcast of the week. John talked to uh, Coach Reagan uh, Peebly of TCU, who's also um, has in the past, was a little unclear to me if she's going to be able to do any WNBA announcing uh, this season. It sounded like maybe she's working on some stuff. And then uh, Gabe and Christy, Christy, the courtside with Christine Gabe uh, went out on Tuesday. I think it went out around Tuesday around lunchtime. So uh, very exciting for us. We're hitting our uh, regular season stride of uh, three games a week, two <laughs> podcasts a week. I will say, Megan, I think you and I need to uh, raise our game uh, is clearly the uh, my conclusion after listening <laughs> to uh, Christine Gabe the other day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely more radio personalities than we are. So <laughs> we've got to up our game a little yeah, bit over on Unplugged. Exactly, right. But, you know, I always say, right, seeing uh, or hearing people doing good work, uh, you know, just inspires mm-hmm. and teaches people how to how to do more. So, you know, I think that happens for players. I think it happens for all of us in the uh, WNBA community, right, the media as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, before, any other kind of super burning questions you want to talk about before we briefly maybe talk about the weekend? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered the kind of like big takeaways. Let me look, actually. We had a couple of questions on Twitter. Yeah, one was about MVP, I think. Yep. That's a loaded question. I'm going to say we'll save that for another week. I don't have a good answer. I, I had, I'm just I had NECA after game one, but uh, maybe okay. not. Well, NECA's obviously always an MVP candidate. I'm pretty sure she belongs on that list every season. I was going to say my name was going to be Fowles, but that's nothing revolutionary either. So yeah, um, yeah we'll save that for when there's been more than three years. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable how many um, impressive performances there have already been uh, this season, whether it's them or, uh, like I said, Mayshawn Heights Allen has been playing really well too so mm-hmm. um but so many other bonner like I, you were right i looked it up it was bonner and thomas went off in that mystics game i think bonner had 29 and, and uh thomas had 28 <laughs> so again i think the sun gonna need a little more help than that but i think they'll get that more right i think having to rely yeah. on quite that much uh is gonna be well and asia wilson's been playing well too right oh so, yes of course asia. Uh, and there are yeah more players that we can uh, shout out and we'll be tracking over the uh yes. the course of the season it is really kind of crazy. Definitely. I haven't done the math on how many days it is till the playoffs, but it's like only like a little over a month, right? It's got to be more. Than, oh, no, because it's like, it's like the regular season ends like yeah, early September. Yeah, it's somehow like August in two days. I don't know what happened. I feel like March and April were like the longest months <laughs> ever. And now I'm like, it's all of a sudden it's August. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be craziness craziness um you know the season is here as you know not that you uh, are that in tune with it right but as a parent uh everyone's talking about what to do we'll send your kids back to school so it definitely feels like the world you know so the world changed back in march it feels like it's changing again i, I don't know if it's for better or for worse um certainly yeah. the basketball <laughs> is for better and the other thing i will say that's been pretty good right so a lot of concern about um you know just the coronavirus and covid19 uh, across our country, the numbers are still pretty uh, crazy. 
Um, one sad stat I saw today is that I believe yesterday roughly one person died per minute on average uh, from coronavirus. So like unbelievable that like in the time we've been talking probably 40 people have passed uh, directly related to that. So hopefully that number is going to come down. But certainly the case numbers have been coming down in Florida in Florida as a whole and in um, Manatee County where Bradenton is. So um, as concerning as those numbers looked um, a few weeks ago and looked like they were just going to trend up on stop, you know, it looks like the people are, you know, starting to take the kinds of action to bring those numbers down. Yeah, it's definitely a good sign. I mean, I think we are in the Northeast, so we've both like went through the worst of it back in March and April and things have felt safer here. The numbers have been down here for a while, but hopefully the rest of the country will start to follow that trend. Yeah. Although, of being although I will say New Jersey is starting to, you know, very nowhere near where it was, but it's starting to trend in the wrong direction. So um, that is the key. We all need to uh, hang in there. And, uh, you know, if we want to be able to go watch WNBA games next summer in person, yes. uh, we all got to do our part uh, between now and then. Uh, speaking of WNBA yeah. games, are, is there a particular game you are excited about uh, for the weekend, right? So there, I'll just kind of walk you through what we got. Um, mm -hmm. I think the one, I'm not sure, probably not, but uh, one game is Minnesota, Connecticut. That's four o'clock Eastern on NBA TV. Again, already? On wow. Saturday, yeah, right? So, uh, <laughs> it's a battle. We just did that yeah, last week. Rivalry, rivalry. <laughs> uh, and then at six o'clock is going to be uh, Washington, Chicago on NBA TV followed by, um, and I think this maybe will be the game of the weekend. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Spark Seattle is 8 o'clock on CBS uh, Sports Network on Saturday. So those are three games. Are you most excited to watch Connecticut, Minnesota? Or, um, you know, maybe does, well, I don't know, Washington and Chicago. Well, they're no longer. Yeah, I was going to say those both of those later games, Washington and Chicago and Seattle Spark should be good games. I mean, I, Minnesota, Connecticut is probably going to be a good game too. They're all going to be good games. That's the problem. Yeah. But I feel like if you're talking, you know, championship contender type games, you've got just how good is Washington maybe? Chicago should be a good matchup for them. And then you've got Seattle Spark to start to, you know, of that elite tier kind of grouping. So it'll be interesting to see how that yeah, shakes out. Yeah, that's a pretty rough schedule now that I think about it for Washington to play uh, Seattle and Chicago <laughs> yeah. back to back. I wonder how many other teams are uh, have, have that kind of pair of games kind of in a row like that. <laughs> yeah. That is a rough one. I'm trying to, now of course I'm trying to like do the math in my head of who else is doing that, but there's so many games. It's just so hard to yeah. keep up with. And it's a Sunday, one o'clock Eastern on ESPN. So hopefully we'll get a good uh, rating number for that. Like I said, everybody do your mm -hmm. part. So that game's Phoenix and Liberty, who are both currently uh, do not have a win. So hopefully that will not be the case by then. Um, but, you know, I think again, showcasing uh, Sabrina uh, will be good and yeah. it'll be exciting to see. Um, the, all the players on, on Phoenix. I'm excited to, to watch that and kind of, I haven't watched a ton of them over the years. So definitely looking forward to uh, catching that game on ESPN. And then there's Atlanta, Indiana. I think I mentioned that earlier. Or, mm -hmm. I know I mentioned Atlanta earlier, uh, 3.30 Eastern on Sunday, followed by Dallas and Vegas, uh, which, oh, it's on ESPN too. I didn't realize that it was on ESPN mm -hmm. at six o'clock. So uh, again, we're going to get two kind of ESPN slash, yeah, I guess they're both ESPN network uh, games uh, over the weekend. So a smorgasbord of basketball to watch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Six hours of basketball a day again. So plenty to do if you don't have plans for the weekend. Yeah. So I got to say, I'm probably more <laughs> excited for this late on Saturday 
but um yeah but at the same time it's always exciting to have games on espn and espn2 uh for sunday so so that'll be good and you know for me i don't know that i'll have time to watch that uh 6 p.m eastern dallas vegas game uh live maybe i'll tape it and it should be fun to see Aja wilson sapi sapoli uh arike you know all kinds of talent so yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like Vegas is going to probably wipe the floor with Dallas in that one. They haven't looked so great so far. Well, what did you think about? We, you never what'd know. What did you think about uh, <laughs> Seattle, Washington tonight? You probably thought Seattle. Yeah, so you never know. True. <laughs> Who knows what will happen? I suppose. Although I will say, Vegas does have the advantage. They're at home officially for that game. So <laughs> I have not uh, run the numbers yet on uh, home court advantage, but uh, it'll be funny to see what the randomness turns out to be for the teams that are quote unquote the home team uh, oh, yeah. and, and what their record is this season. Um, so much we're going to have to deal with stats wise uh, in terms of modeling, uh, you know, like the value of home court advantage, all these little things we're going to have to take care of. Yeah. So, but yeah, but it should be an exciting weekend and then it'll be another uh, exciting weekend, uh, uh, exciting week next week of coverage for yeah. us, podcasts, articles. We, uh, we have a lot of planned. Um, and so I will say it is pretty impressive. Uh, I think I alluded to this the last time I was on with you, but I mean, all kinds of people are doing amazing stuff. Uh, you know, we're just seeing even more energy and innovation um, now that the season has started with like what the folks at Windsider are doing with their daily podcast. Locked On um, is doing a podcast as well. So, you know, I would encourage everybody to make sure they listen to us too, but, uh, but it really is uh, great to see all the great work that is happening in the community. And there's, you know, no doubt that, um, you know, what we all need is to, to work together and help kind of make the game grow collectively. Yeah, I'd echo that. It's been really exciting to see kind of all the different stuff that people are coming out with so far for the season. And we're only, what, five days in? Yeah. So lots of cool uh, stuff. I mean, it there. is nice to have the problem that there's just like way too much to read, right? Like I just, I cannot, yep, I feel guilty exactly. <laughs> that I am not able to read everything that I want to in a day. Yeah, definitely a good problem to have, right? Like if you think about a few seasons ago, you are probably searching for content. So definitely good to be on the other side of that kind of balance. Yeah. And the much. other thing that I'm really <laughs> excited about, actually, that the league is doing, um, I will say before we go, is it is a grind to have these three games uh, a day. But I really like how, you know, in particular, a schedule like today when it's just continuous from 6 to 8, 8 to 10, 10 to 12. I mean, mm-hmm. NBA TV issue notwithstanding. But mm-hmm. um, I hope they're going to try to do more of that next, uh, you know, in the future going forward so that the mm-hmm. big W. And I feel like there aren't that many fans and i don't know why i think this is probably wrong but i guess all the fans i know tend to be fans of the league that have an affinity for a single team and so a league pass is so cheap that it just seems like everybody has it um so it doesn't feel like there's i guess i believe like most minnesota Lynx fans correctly or incorrectly you know are interested in watching all the WNBA, even though they're you know Lynx fans at heart and so I always found it frustrating when there'd be like two games on at night and they'd both be on say eight to ten eastern um, that just like, you know, it seems to me that really the league needs to kind of grow its television presence and, to, you know, to bring in the revenue. And so the more they can do to make it easy for fans to watch as many games as possible, uh, you know, I think the better. Now that gets us into this, you know, kind of overload of so many games and you can't possibly watch all of them, but I still uh, kind of like this model. You see it in other leagues uh, and most notably the changes to the NCAA tournament, right? Where it's just wall-to-wall basketball all day uh, both on the women's side and the men's side 
So I'm glad to see the league doing that for the scheduling this year and hope they will as much as they can. I know there's some overlap games and hope that'll be the case going forward too. Agreed. I always think it's better to have them kind of back to back to back so you can watch them all without having to like switch over from one or like pay attention to whatever one um, is, you know, got the best score or whatever. We've got 0.8 seconds left in Minnesota, Chicago. I'm wondering if we're going to have our first overtime of the season. Oh, have they come back? I've been trying Um, to stay focused, so I've not been wondering that. I thought I saw it was an eight point. They'd closed the gap to eight points earlier. So, wow. Well, it's a two point game. They're down by two. Chicago's just had two chances where they've missed the layup. I mean, contested layups for sure, but missed the layup. So, they've got, I think, I think Minnesota knocked it out here. So, they got one more chance. Um, but we shall see okay, well, <laughs> if we'll get our first free basketball. That's right. Lead pass alert. Hashtag lead pass alert. So, um, yeah, no, it's exciting. And I, you know, it's crazy, right? I mean, I don't think we're giving too much away to, uh, too much away to say it's 20 after, uh, 10, 20 here on mm-hmm. the East coast, uh, and down in Bradenton. And, uh, so like there have been a lot of long games, right? Like usually I feel right. like games fit in the two hour window, but that has not been the case. A ton yeah. Of I feel like there's been a lot of one um, yes. fouls. And then the other thing is they've had a lot of issues. I think just getting everything set up down there and working out the kinks, but with clock, like a lot of savage time to figure out the game clock, which hopefully that will not be a continuing problem. The fouls, I don't know. We'll yeah, see, I guess. It really but. is interesting, like what <laughs> goes into it. And, um, you know, if you think about it, usually the people that are covering or, you know, the scores table and whatnot, these people have typically worked for the team for an extended period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of know the deal, the teams kind of are arrange it all. And so I think they've like had to totally, you know, pull in people that live in the uh, Bradenton and which is close to Tampa uh, and St. Petersburg uh, area. And, you know, that are, you know, presumably they're doing local college mm-hmm. games. They're doing, uh, high school games probably and then sort of train them so there's a ton of ton of kinks uh, to work out and so I think that as they get more games under their belt cause it's unclear to me whether they went through scrimmages themselves like the scorers table and, and whatnot to to get up to speed on all of it mm-hmm. yeah definitely um, and that game just officially ended so Minnesota did beat Chicago which thanks to right off the still outline here because it's impressive Nafisa Collier 20 points 10 rebounds 4 assists two steals um, yeah quite the line there five of those rebounds were offensive all too, so. in a day's work quite, Very yes. nice work, but, uh, <laughs> yeah no it's uh impressive i mean i will say she's you know there was a lot of uh mvp uh debate even if i think <laughs> generally people thought that she was the, the clear winner last year but Enrique definitely made it interesting but there's no doubt i mm-hmm. think that uh as far as the uh WNBA sophomores. Uh, Nafisa's gotten off to a better start this season than Enrique, right? Yeah, I mean, she struggled in the first game, but then kind of had a really strong fourth quarter. Um, I can't remember what happened in the second game, but yeah, this especially is a very strong start where I think Enrique has struggled a little bit with her shot. Yeah, her shooting percentages are down. So. But again, it's, I'm not yep. super concerned. I mean, it's three games, yeah. right? Or only two for Enrique so far. So, um, yeah, can't put too much weight on that yep. yet well i mean really it's hard to put that much weight on uh 22 games right even that's not that many yeah. <laughs> which i think we yeah it's still a small we all sample, but... keep in mind uh, as we head into the playoffs mm-hmm. so cool okay well we should probably call it a night don't you think 
Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Thank you for joining. My pleasure. And again, thanks to everybody uh, out there listening for all the support, whether on the podcast, the, the newsletter, encourage people to subscribe to that, uh, the stats site, uh, following us on social media. And most importantly, um, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, please, uh, you know, take a moment to rate and review it if you like it so that more people uh, can become aware of the work we're doing here. And then also, you know, tell them just, you know, in general about uh, to follow us on Twitter or whatnot and kind of get a little, hear a little bit more about all the things we're doing uh, to try and support women's values. <laughs>